Welcome to the Elevate podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. Now let the business building begin. David, welcome along to this episode of the Elevate Podcast. Fantastic to have you uh, guesting. Are you guesting on your own show? I'm not quite sure, but it's great to have you here regardless. I yeah, I didn't know if it's my show or your show, Ryan. It's great oh, to let, here let, either way. Should we, should we call it our show? I think that'll work. Yeah, that's cool for me. Great. Hey, look, David, uh, look, an interesting time in the construction sector in New Zealand. Uh, prime, prior to starting this uh, podcast, we were just having a bit of a chat about how many things are going on in the industry, how many different mm-hmm. directions you as the person that leads Master Builders getting, getting pulled in so many different directions, um, but equally a pretty exciting time in the industry as well. Yeah, it certainly is a lot going on and we've got a government that's um, undertaking a lot of reform, some of it I think pretty good issues that we'd like to see, some of it a bit more challenging, but it's actually really the volume of it all, Ryan, and how it all fits together because often um, we'll be faced with a particular issue and think, well, hold on, this is connected to the the thing that you said you're going to talk about in, in about a month's time, so how do we pull all that together? Um, but yeah, there's some good things going on and there's obviously some challenges in the industry. The volume of work uh, is great, but with that comes a whole bunch of um, difficult issues around prices and availability of materials, labour, et cetera, et cetera. We're a pretty hard bunch to uh, please though, aren't we? Because you know, depending where we are in the cycle, we're like, oh, there's not enough work and we've got plenty of people and now we're in there's too much work and not enough people and not enough supplies and then we're like oh interest rates are too high so no one's building houses now they're low and they're building too many i tell you it's uh we're, we're a hard hard bunch to please i think yeah that's right and and i think we we need to sometimes remind ourselves actually the glass is half full or more than half full in terms of the amount of work but with it comes those challenges um but it's a, an awful lot better than not having any work at all uh, and i think um builders in particular um want to do a good job and they don't like turning people down, so put a lot of pressure on themselves to say yes. Uh, and and possibly, if I generalise, are not always the best at planning because a lot of the building role for our members is coordinating everyone else. So the, it does come with those stresses, and you have to acknowledge those. But how do you deal with that on a personal level? How do you deal with your team? How do you deal with it with your customers? And uh, I was with a steel manufacturer yesterday who obviously supplies into the construction industry and they were just talking themselves about the importance of communication and we're discussing that flow and effect where you know, if they are delayed in getting the steel to site, the flow and effect through the project can just be massive because the people that were there to install the steel and the subtrades associated with that part of the project will have to be pushed out. They're all trying to juggle lots of jobs. It's whilst we go, uh, hey, sometimes maybe construction industry is not that great at planning it can be a very complex environment to plan effectively as well so uh, we were uh, ruminating and sympathizing with the with the challenges that go on in the, in the industry in that way yeah that's absolutely right there's you can't control everything and so you have to be able to respond in real time to what's going on 
Yeah, and maybe just to close out that conversation, this particular supplier was saying, uh, look, the only thing we can do is communicate, communicate, communicate. So as soon as we know we're going to miss a delivery, we're on the phone straight away telling them what's happening. And of course, no one likes to know that their materials have been delayed, but the earlier they know, the earlier yeah. they can get on and, and coordinate other people. So that communication piece is, uh, is critical, which we have talked about uh, on the podcast before. Absolutely, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Indeed. All right, David, let's uh, bring ourselves or our attention to the topic for today. And it's one of advocacy, and it's one of those words uh, that some of us may not even know what it means. Uh, we might think it's a dark art. Uh, how, does it, how does it happen? Um, I think it's really important, particularly as you were saying earlier, the amount of things that the government has going on, the amount of policy that's happening, uh, you, uh, as the leader of the Master Builders, represent all of our members. So I wonder uh, if you could at least, uh, as a starting point, give us your interpretation and understanding of what exactly is advocacy and what's the role that Master Builders plays in that. Yeah, well, as you say, I mean, advocacy is, is a term that I think people, the, the shutters come down. You know, what does that mean? Don't even know what you're talking about. In simple terms, um, it's trying to raise the issues, often with government, but not only with government, sometimes with local government, sometimes with other parts of the construction sector, raise those issues that are of importance to our members, but also are important more generally. So a simple one is building consenting. There's an ongoing irritant for uh, just about everyone in the construction sector. So what's the issue? But also, um, from my point of view, advocacy is about coming up with solutions. So everyone can tell you what's wrong, but coming up with something that is going to work, uh, that's the more difficult part. So what we try to do is to understand the issue. Um, we work really hard at building the relationships so that we can influence the right people. Uh, and those um, there's different points of, of where you can influence. So it might be direct to the government, direct to the ministers. Often, though, it's working with the officials because ministers will take advice from officials. So if you can work with them, um, come to a common understanding or even agree to disagree um, without destroying the relationship, then you've got a better chance of influence. But sometimes um, you have to take a different route. Sometimes it's using the media. Um, and so, you know, sometimes we will put out opinion pieces. Most recently, we've had one about... Um, issues around boom bust and the importance of the government and everyone recognising that residential construction is massively important to New Zealand because uh, sometimes I think it gets lost. So you have to have to think of different ways to get your point across. And I think that word influence is a interesting one. Some people uh, might determine it to be a, a negative or that you may be trying to do something underhanded by influencing. Uh, I think we certainly have a very different view of that in that uh, often it's about when you've got a group of people, you know, as an example, government doing a policy review, being yep. able to bring the voice of people that will be directly affected by that policy to the table, that is influence uh, because, you know, they are not necessarily the people that spend time on site they may not have the high vis and the in the dirty work boots um, yep. they may not be swinging the hammer so as an organization for us to bring that voice to the table for consideration um, mm. is really really critical and that type of influence can really drive some much better outcomes yeah yeah and i think um 
if you think about it from a personal point of view, if someone turns up to you and starts telling you what you must do, uh, often the instant reaction is, don't tell me what to do. So how do you persuade them this makes sense? So you have to get some evidence together. Uh, I think one of the one of the big things that master builders that we try to bring is that we are credible, that we have great builders, whether they're commercial builders or residential builders. Uh, we act with integrity. We, we, we do what we promise we will do. And if we get things wrong, because we do sometimes, we'll go back and fix it. That goes a long way to people trusting us in terms of our customers, but also at government or local government level. And we do have a very strong brand, and that's been built up over a long period of time. Not everyone has that. Um, so you, you have to turn up with some credibility in the first place. If you just turn up and start banging the table with no evidence, you, don't, you really don't get very far. Indeed. You certainly don't get invited back to the next meeting. No. No. Um, David, tell us uh, in terms of the team who represent, who help to advocate uh, within the master builders, who within master builders are the team there? So obviously yourself as chief executive, um, who else helps you in that role? Yeah, well, we don't have too many. It's a pretty small team. So Sarah Walker has, has started with us a couple of months ago as uh, the manager of advocacy and policy. And uh, Sarah brings a really strong background um, in terms of advocacy, it, she's a lawyer by background and has worked in, in different parts of the sector uh, or different sectors. So she's new and we're just about to announce a, a new person who will work with Sarah, who will, will do some work around research for us. So it's a pretty tight team in that respect. But we also rely on our members. So uh, the residential working group uh, which is chaired by Aidan Jury, is a really strong group of, of um, builders who are involved either at, at volume or in smaller builders who actually understand what's going on and they bring that evidence base. And then in terms of the commercial construction, we have the Vertical Construction Leaders Group and we also have a commercial working group chaired by Paul O'Brien. So, so they're absolutely critical because they understand what's going on um, that's reality-based and it's very credible. And we also use them on uh, working groups with government or elsewhere. And I think um, that's a strength that I think we, we leverage really well compared to most other industry associations. Okay. And would you be able to take us through maybe a little bit of a case study, some uh, an area that you, Master Builders, has advocated in? Um, there might be still some of our listeners are going, oh, I'm sure this is all just kind of high tea at Government House. Um, and if it is, let us know. Uh, but if, it, if it's not, can you give us some insight into maybe what the path of you know, advocacy over time looks like on a particular issue? Well, I, I don't think I've ever been to Government House and I certainly haven't had high tea there. Uh, I, I guess uh, a couple. Um, one is the construction accord, which really came out of the work we do through constructive and highlighting with government, particularly for the larger commercial sector, uh, the, the problems with government procurement and other procurement. That uh, it, it was not the problem in itself, but it was part of the problem. And it's through that process and influence and actually um, demonstrating different ways 
that government might go about it, that we started that conversation. And government has started down the path with some of their agencies of changing their whole approach to procurement uh, to try and bring in fairer contracts uh, because some of it really was not good, frankly. Um, and the other part of that is, and we continue to advocate, is that within government, they actually need to employ and train people who understand construction. So some of the agencies are doing that. Uh, and so that's working with others as well. I think that's a work in progress, but there's definitely been some good progress there. Um, the other one which we're starting to make traction with, but which is hard work, is, is trying to change the whole consenting system. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, it's a problem all around the country, and I've, I think I've mentioned in previous podcasts, Ryan, the system is broken, and uh, local government can't change that on their own. And right now they can't recruit enough people, uh, and, and just trying to recruit their way out of the problem ain't going to work. So we have to change the system. There is a working group that's um, that's working on that, and we have three members of Master Builders on that working group who are bringing practical solutions. And I know the feedback is uh, that that there's some real possibility for the first time in a long time that we might really make some change uh, and and recognise um, the good builders and good designers rather than everyone being lumped in, uh, and also get consistency across the country. So that's a, a practical example. But you know, it's not easy, uh, and you just got to keep at it. David, would you be able to give us some headline examples of potential changes um, that are being you know, discussed? I'm not suggesting that they're going to be available next week, but some of the things that are being evaluated to smooth that consent yeah, process? I, I won't at the moment, um, but at Constructive on the 13th of August, we've got um, the general manager from MB plus uh, Aidan Jury, um, also the, the chief, uh, the head of inspections from Auckland Council and someone from Brands on a panel talking about exactly what's coming out of that work. But um, yeah, no, that, that's where I think we'll get the first inkling. Um, but I think it's certainly looking at streamlining uh, how we use online uh, processing much better, how we get consistency across the country and so on. And you've mentioned a couple of examples, and it may be the, the one that you highlight here, but is there a particular uh, issue that you have led the advocacy on that you're particularly proud of? Uh, I think one that's, um, that's starting to make traction uh, again, and because this is, this, some of this is, just takes time, is the, is the broader housing policy. We do have a boom-bust residential construction sector, and... Um, yeah, so very briefly, if we, we go back to the 1970s, construction was the highest contribution to GDP in New Zealand. Uh, by the 1990s, it had dropped out of the top 10. And then it came back in the 2000s, and then we had the GFC, and it dropped way back again. And now it's um, probably back to number one again. That's really unhelpful. So our advocacy to government has been we need to find a way to smooth that somehow. And we are starting to see traction from government. Uh, again, it's not an easy issue though. So it's not a matter of if you just do this, that will fix the problem, but it's you need to be committed as a government and we need to be committed as a construction industry to try and smooth some of that out. 
because that's part of the problem with massive house prices at the moment, that we've had inconsistent supply uh, or building. And, and so you get these um, big gaps and it also massively impacts on the ability to train people. So we ended up with shortage of skills. So that's a, that's a really important piece of work and it's one that I, I'm really passionate about and we are getting traction on. And David, I think we can thank you as Master Builders members for the for the work that you do because we realise there are no magic bullets. Uh, mm. We realise there are literally hundreds of hours of work that go into uh, fronting organisations like government, local government, other industry bodies, and to try and take on that workload as a individual construction company owner would just simply be impossible. Yeah. So I think the power of the Master Builders membership is that we do have the likes of yourself. Um, we're, we're sorry for making you uh, tired with all this work. You've got to get get done, but uh, look, really appreciate that you, know, you and the small team that you've uh, got there promoting uh, good outcomes for our members. It's just such critical work. Oh, thank you. You're really kind words, but actually, it's a pleasure. You know, it's a I've, I've regarded it as a privilege, and um, I actually enjoy you know working with the members of you know master builders right across the country. Uh, because we do have fantastic builders and we should be really proud of that. Okay. And uh, the voice of many can obviously be very powerful. Is there anything particularly that you'd like your the local master builders members, would there be any uh, use in them connecting with their local MPs, with their local government representatives? Um, how, could, how could we add the weight of the member voice uh, even more? Yeah, very much so. I, I think... Um, and that's an ongoing challenge for us is to get information out to our members, largely through the local executives, uh, to say this is what we're doing, um, this is the progress, these are the hurdles, these are the blockages we're running into. So it does make a difference if they talk to their local MPs, to the local mayor in particular, to say, hey, these issues are important to us, we need your support, and this is why we need your support. So if we're not giving out enough information, then I welcome that feedback to say, hey, look, it would be great if you could give us a bit more information on this particular issue that we can go and talk to people about. Sure. Um, I, I know that uh, having worked at local government, if the mayor has people in their ear saying this is a real issue and, and they've got evidence to back it up, then they do listen um, because they want to be seen to be helping. Good, uh, good insights. Um, David, anything else you'd like to add in on the advocacy platform? Uh, no, I think uh, one of the other things, and it's ongoing, is just to acknowledge as we started out the stress that people are under. Um, and so we're, we're working closely with um, a range of agencies. Again, at Constructive, we've got um, Mates in Construction, Victoria coming along to talk, also working uh, with SiteSafe because they are acutely aware of it. So it is something that we focus on uh, at the local executives, just about all the executives are looking at what they can do. So firstly, it's, uh, again, as we've talked about in previous um, conversations, it's permission to have this conversation. I'd acknowledge that it's an issue um, and, and be a bit gentle on yourself. You know, don't beat yourself up too much. Yeah, wise words. And 
the Master Builders webinar that we did with Sir John Kerwin and the work he's doing yeah. around mental health. The uh, example that stands out for me is that if you'd if you'd broken your leg at footy on the weekend, you'd come to site and you'd tell everyone that you'd broken your leg and everyone would go, cool, what can we do to help out? Uh, we need to think yeah. about mental health in the same way. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit off. My energy's not there. I'm, I'm doing it a bit tough at the moment um, and being open to, to sharing that's a good place to, to start. So that, that example really resonated with me. Spoke. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, David, look, thank you again for the work that you're doing to represent the, the members. Uh, of course, the members can help by connecting with their local government, with the mayor, and uh, like I say, if they want some more help with that, they can connect into their local executive through the master builders or direct into the um, head office team to support with, with that. Um, keep up the good fight and look forward to seeing everyone at Constructive. Pleasure. Thanks, Ryan. Cheers, Take David. care. Bye-bye. Bye.